Welcome, everybody, to the Freedom Hut team. Great to have you here with me. Stack show today. Team Biden thinks the Afghan pullout is going great. I'm serious. Plus, the Taliban vows to tackle climate change. A couple of members of Congress show up in Kabul without Pelosi's permission, and she's very annoyed. The U.K. has removed mass requirements for kids in schools. A Supreme Court ruling the Biden administration cannot just end the remain in Mexico policy right now. Meanwhile, New York is going for a statewide mask mandate in schools. And Christy Nome will not back a bill in her state, South Dakota, banning vaccine mandates. We'll get into all of this and more today. Racked and stacked for your listening pleasure. You know, Wall Street has been lying to you for years saying a measly few percent is a good return on stocks. It's not. And that trading is so complex, you need a financial advisor. You don't. All you need is carnivore trading, where guys like you and me and gals are crushing it even when the market is tough. Carnivore trading is an anonymous team of elite strategists. They're legends among Wall Street heavy hitters, and they've gone a bit rogue. For the first time, they're inviting everyday folks like us to see and mirror their explosive trades. Sound too good to be true? Carnivore will let you see the trades they're making right now for two weeks free. Go to GetOurTrades.com and use promo code BUCK for two free weeks. And if you join, you'll get Carnivore's industry-leading promise. You'll generate three times your fees after your annual paid subscription, or you'll get a 100% refund. Just go to GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. That's GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. See website for guaranteed terms and conditions, past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings. Anybody who sees what's going on right now in Afghanistan is immediately struck by, wow, what a cluster this is. I mean, this is just a debacle of biblical proportions, right? I'm waiting for a plague of locusts or the seas to run red as blood or whatever, right? It's just out of control what's going on right now at Kabul airport. They have no real logistic support in place for the thousands of people not only gathered outside the checkpoints and the, the gates of Kabul airport, a place where I've been, by the way, I've spent some time at the Kabul International Airport, uh, but also inside. So even if you make it through, they don't have water, they don't have food, they don't have things necessary for people who are going to wait in the sun hours and hours for flights. This is a disaster. And behind the scenes, it has already come out. The Biden administration is having to admit that this is an abject disaster. But in front of the cameras, because there is no honor, dignity or integrity, the Biden administration feels the need to cling to in front of the cameras. They're trying to spin this with a different story. And here is Jen Psaki among the, the least impressive visible figures of the United States government right now. I mean, she's not quite at Saki level. I'm mean, sorry, at Fauci level. She is at Saki level, but she's pretty awful. Here she is on her assessment of Afghanistan. Play three. First, I would say we have a stringent vetting process, which includes uh, background checks before any individual comes to the United States. Uh, so I can't speak to one individual, but I can tell you and, and confirm for you that we take the vetting of any individual who comes to the United States and, and comes out incredibly seriously. Um, and it's an extensive process. Uh, I would say that this is now on track, Peter, to be the largest airlift in U.S. history. Uh, so and that is a, a 
bringing American citizens out. It is bringing our Afghan partners out. It is bringing allies out. Uh, so, no, I would not say that is anything but a success. Anything but a success, Jen Psaki says. She's serious. She, she didn't. She didn't start laughing. She wasn't making a joke of this. Our airlift is a smashing success. I want to just put this into a context here. This would be like, you know, I just went to my little brother, my fantastic brother, Keats, like the romance poet, uh, Byron Shelley and Keats. Those of you remember your uh, English literature stuff from high school. Uh, My little brother, Keats, just got married. He's the greatest little dude. But just imagine for a second, I was at that wedding and decided I was at the wedding, of course, and decided that I was going to run up to the wedding cake. And then I was going to do a belly flop into the wedding cake, right? Just, just, you know, woohoo, just smash that cake down to the ground. And now I know you're all visualizing this. And then everyone looked at me in horror because what the heck are you doing, psychopath, right? And then I turned around and said, but look at how well I'm cleaning up the cake. Look at how, look at how I'm cleaning it up off the ground. What do you not see here? I'm amazing. That's the Biden administration on Afghanistan. They belly flop into the wedding cake and then they want applause when they start to pick the pieces up off the ground. Okay, that's where we are with this crew. It is unbelievable. The the combination of arrogance and stupidity from this Biden team is nuts. And there's going to be a real moment here, a real moment where the Biden administration comes up against this. August 31st deadline for withdrawal and there's going to have to be a choice made and that choice is going to be do we stare down does the Biden administration stare down the Taliban as commander in chief does Joe Biden say we still need to get our people out you harm any of our people we will rain down hellfire upon you or does he say too bad too late couldn't get there in time Americans see you later Hasta luego. Here is Afghanistan veteran and uh, Congressman Jason Crow pushing for an extension of the August 31st deadline. Play one. This is not without risk. I think we should be extremely clear about this. This is a a very complicated, very high-risk mission. But uh, I think we also have to be clear that uh, if we aren't willing to use the U.S. military to protect U.S. citizens uh, and, our, and our partners and our friends, then what will we use our military for? This falls squarely within the wheelhouse of why we have the biggest, strongest military in the world, and that is to protect our people. How could anyone disagree with this? This is why we have a military to protect American lives, first and foremost. That's number one. Right, to protect our people. That's why we have this $800 plus billion dollar a year Pentagon budget. That's why we have the most powerful military force in the world. We are really the first military in history. The U.S., the United States military, is the first in the history of the world for whom the biggest challenge is to decide the level of force and destruction that we wish to apply to our enemies because we were also a moral and ethical people. But it's not how do we figure out a way to do maximum destruction. We all know that we could eliminate any enemy. In fact, we could eliminate the human race if we lost our minds and decided to. No, we have to calibrate the use of force that we have 
because we can destroy any any enemy because we have that capability and we're being told by a bunch of medieval thugs walking around with now stolen u.s gear sorry you may not be able to get all of your people out i don't think so unacceptable this is not something we can sit around and just say sure no big deal absolutely not the Biden administration is appalling on this and to give you a sense of how haphazard the situation is right now i mean to give you a sense of, of where this all stands Jen Psaki is out there saying, if, if you're hearing of American citizens who can't get to the airport, give the contact information to the White House. I mean, this is people on cell phones just trying to figure out what's going on. Play four. Just to remind you, the U.S. government does not track our citizens when they travel around the world. We rely on self-reporting, not just in Afghanistan, anywhere in the world. People have to decide to register or not. It's up to them, uh, individuals, whether they decide to register or not, wherever they may be. Uh, and if you register uh, when you're in a country like Afghanistan, you aren't required to deregister. In recent days, uh, they have reached out to uh, every American citizen registered in Afghanistan directly multiple times. This is a 24-7 operation. Embassies all over the world are supporting phone banking, text banking, and email efforts. If we are not in touch with this individual, Give me their contact information and we will get in touch with them. If any of you are hearing from American citizens who can't reach us, give me their contact information and we will get in contact with them. That, that's where we are. Reach out to the White House. Give, give your friend's cell phone who's stuck in Kabul to the White House and they'll, they'll try to contact them and get in touch. With them. Look, I do. I do think this is an all hands on deck situation. And so whatever works, right? whatever gets our people out is what I want to be done here. But what kind of absurdity is going on here? Well, this report came in uh, from an Eric Umansky on Twitter. Uh, this was in, well, it's actually in the New York Times. He just shared it out. A former CIA officer organized a rescue of 500 Afghan interpreters and other special visa holders. They made it to the airport. Then they were kicked out by the State Department. Now, this this is something that I saw and, and caught my attention right away because this former CIA officer is my friend. We knew each other well years ago. This guy's my buddy. In fact, I, if you've been listening to me for years, you know, I've had him on shows in the past to talk about his organization. No one left behind. Here's the quote. We're telling people to be prepared to survive up to a day in the scrum outside the airport, said Matt Zeller a former CIA officer on the Afghanistan desk who founded No One Left Behind to help his former Afghan colleagues escape the country. They make it inside only to be turned back. Mr. Zeller is one of many U.S. veterans who have mobilized to help their former Afghan colleagues get out of the country. On Sunday night, Mr. Zeller said, veterans and contacts in Afghanistan organized an operation to bring to the airport some 500 SIV holders who were considered at high risk of Taliban reprisals. They were able to get the Afghans inside the airport, he said, but were turned back at what he described as a as a State Department checkpoint. Yeah. That's what's going on. A State Department checkpoint turned them back. Uh, Remarkable stuff. I mean, simply utter madness going on here. Um, Bureaucratic inefficiency costing lives meanwhile 
Joe Biden is trying to tell everybody, don't don't worry. We're, we're, you know, no joke. We're going to get people out. They're just going to, you know, telling you, they're going to get out. Play six. On evacuation, we agreed that we will continue to close our close cooperation to get people out as efficiently and safely as possible. We are currently on a pace to finish by August the 31st. The sooner we can finish, the better. Each day of operations brings added risk to our troops. But the completion by August 31st depends upon the Taliban continuing to cooperate and allow access to the airport for those who were were transporting out and no disruptions to our operations. We're on on pace. I mean, this this is who the idiot triple masking vax me, baby, vax me one more time. I need another vax libs. This is who they have foisted on us as president of the United States. This utter incompetent sub mediocrity. Joe Biden, this guy is the president. You know, sometimes the people get what they deserve and they get it long and hard. I don't know what else to say. That's what's going on with our foreign policy. Yeah, I know you and I didn't vote for him, but enough people did. Even with whatever cheating went on, enough people did that they were able to drag him across the finish line. And then there's the, oh, don't worry about it. We're going to make sure that we monitor everything and it's all fine when it comes to who we're bringing into the country of, of Afghans. And it's not just like refugees we're going to bring in. It's only the people that we have a, a debt of honor to because they were helping our troops. They've all underground background checks, you say. Hmm, interesting. Play five. We're conducting thorough security screening in the intermediate stops they're making for anyone who is not a U.S. citizen or a lawful permanent resident of the United States. Anyone arriving in the United States will have undergone a background check. And and we must all work together to resettle thousands of Afghans who ultimately qualify for refugee status. The United States will do our part, and we are already working closely with refugee organizations to rebuild a system that was purposefully destroyed by my predecessor. Purposefully destroyed by Trump, he's saying. What a joke this guy is. Throwing this shade at Trump. I mean, it's so pathetic, isn't it? So obvious. Oh, destroyed the refugee system. Sure, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's really that's really credible. Unbelievable. I want to introduce you to Locals.com, my friends. We know that social media platforms simply would not exist if not for the content creators that we all love. Platforms would be empty if people weren't making the content. But unfortunately, the people who run the platforms determine what goes on them, and they're a bunch of libs, and they censor, and they shut down. Locals.com thinks this is crazy so they've built the first social media platform that champions the true heroes of social media the creators it's great because the creators have total ownership and control over their content locals.com is a platform that doesn't subject everyone to algorithms that put the platform's needs before the audience's desires they put the power in the people's hands with no censorship i have a locals.com account right now i want you to go check it out i want you to visit and join 
I started my community so that I could post content that I'm not sharing anywhere else and have no censorship over it. Go to bucksexton.locals.com for some great content. Again, that's bucksexton.locals.com. Bucksexton.locals.com. Please become a supporter. It's like passing the hat, folks, for Team Buck. You want to keep the content going. You want to make sure that producer Mark uh, can buy all the fancy things that Mrs. Mark needs. BuckSexton.locals.com. Passing the hat around to the team here and stopping the censorship of big tech, which is critical these days. Got to set that. Got to tell them no more of that. Uh, the libs have completely lost their minds. That's probably the title of the show every day in some way. And it's our job to crush the commies and do everything we can to defeat them. Here is I, there's so much craziness out there right now that it's tough to pick what exactly uh, to focus on. But here is Oregon Governor Kate Brown, who is as bad a governor as exists now because Cuomo is gone and Newsom faces this imminent and very serious recall and big high five to Larry Elder, who is I, I will say this, a guy of impeccable reputation among conservatives in conservative media. Everybody, everybody absolutely has just the best things to say about Larry. Everybody says super good guy, super smart guy, you know, is playing for team conservative in a real way. And that's one of my favorite things about people in conservative media is is when they realize we're under assault all the time. This is why I always try to elevate my fellow conservatives. You notice I don't sit here and trash other radio hosts or say that so and so on TV who's a conservative is awful uh, I, you know, I, I don't do that cheap shot stuff. Other people do because whatever. But uh, Larry Elder's a good guy. Every, everyone likes Larry. And so, man, I'm, I'm really um, I'm, I'm pulling for him. I, I, I wish I could vote for him, but uh, obviously I can't. But he's hopefully going to defeat Gavin Newsom. That'd be fantastic. But anyway, back to governors. Kate Brown is a loon. Play 12. Today, I'm announcing that effective Friday, August 27th, masks will be required in all public outdoor settings where physical distancing is not possible, regardless of vaccination status. Masks have proven to be effective at reducing transmission and are a necessary measure right now, even in some outdoor settings, to help us fight COVID and to protect one another. Outdoor mask mandates. This is this is insane. Outdoor mask mandates. In what universe does that make sense? The CDC has even admitted that there's basically no spread of covid outdoors. So now the state of Oregon is requiring people in summertime outside to wear masks. This is mental illness. This is a delusion. There is simply no justification or rationalization for this whatsoever. This is a religious belief for libs. That's what it is. And now they're just you have to bend the knee and be a part of the sacrament. That's where we are. And it's disgusting to see that they keep pushing this stuff. And yet they do. They're not going to give it up. You know, the UK has just eliminated mask mandates for children in school. 
What do we know in this country that the United Kingdom does not know? I'm just wondering. Do they not want their children to survive? Do they want their children to die? They don't love their children. No, of course not. That's absurd. But this is where we are. This is the situation. Here is uh, White House COVID-19 response. Cor- wait, wait, before I get into that, I just say this. Masking up children is child abuse. It really is. And people who are too cowardly to take a stand against that, I feel sorry for them. Because if you will not stand up for your kids, you will not stand up for anyone. But you see this in authoritarian collectivist societies. They even break down the bonds of family. They break down the love that you have for your own family. And they subordinate that to the needs and desires of the state. Mask up little Petey, mask up little Sally, six, seven, eight years old, because the big, smart government people say so. Even if you know it's bullcrap, even if you know it's just, there's no evidence to support this. They keep saying there's evidence. There's no evidence. There's no data that they can point to where anyone would say, yeah, you're right. Masks really work well for kids. Doesn't exist but they're still doing it. They go even harder in this direction. They go even more with authoritarian lockdowns. That's what they do. That's the situation. That's the circumstance. Because why not? You know, it's like Democrats with spending. Whenever they fail in something, they say, well, we just we didn't spend enough money. We need more money. Whenever a covid policy fails, the Democrat leftist authoritarian response is we didn't have enough ability to infringe upon your rights, to make you do things you didn't want to do, to force you to bend the knee, bow your head and hope that the state doesn't slap you. If you're lucky, that's what goes on here. That's the reality of it. Here's the White House COVID-19 response coordinator, Jeff Zients, telling you, oh, get ready for more mandates. Play 14. As to the private sector and public sector and not-for-profit leaders, uh, we expect more and more vaccination requirements. Uh, They can help us end this pandemic. Uh, And we certainly have their backs. And the Justice Department has already said that uh, vaccine requirements are indeed legal. We certainly have their backs. The Justice Department has said vaccine requirements are illegal. They are going to require this in in states all across the country in different ways. And if they don't get to the vaccine levels they want, which I'm sure they won't because the vaccine level they want always changes and is adjusted, they're going to demand it for air travel. They're going to demand it for things that you will need to do for your job. Non-compliance at some level becomes impossible. This is what I'm trying to warn people about. I know people, I got all the emails, all the messages were frustrated with me because I got a shot in, I got the vax instead of missing my own brother's wedding. But I sit here and I say to you, yeah, this is a warning of what is coming for all of you. They will find a way to force you to have an impossible choice. Okay, your kid's in school. Are you ready to pull your kid out of school when the vaccine mandate for your child is in place? Because that's what's coming next. We have to take power from these people. We have to organize. We have to bring lawsuits. We have to make sure 
that every person we know who is not insane, who has not been infected with this brain amoeba of Fauciism, will stand against this, will prevent this from continuing on. Otherwise, they will keep winning. That's what we're facing right now. And they will force you to bend the knee and get the shot. I'm telling you, they will force you to do it unless we stop them. Just hiding from their mandates is not going to be enough. We have to stop the mandates. Because remember, it's not even just one shot. It's shots forever now. It's shots for as long as they think you need to get them. Shots for as long as, you know, that's necessary. That's what they're telling you at this point. Oh, I also saw Governor Kristi Noem apparently won't back a ban on vaccine mandates in her state, even though the Republican legislature there wants to. Uh, I'll just say this right now. Um, I just think Noem is a fraud. Have for a long time. She's in a very red state and people really want to like her. There are shades of Sarah Palin, but maybe a little bit more slick. So people are, oh, Christy Nome, a female Republican, telegenic and all that. I see fraud. I see a fraud. If I'm wrong, by all means, reach out, but make your case. Don't just say, I like her. Yeah, I like her too. She's pretty, but she's a fraud. So you see this politicians on the right will always, always find a way to disappoint you if you let them get away with it. Uh, Oh, by the way, New York is also calling for a statewide mask mandate now in schools. The new governor, Hochul, that's what she's doing. So not much better than the old one. And then real quick here, uh, SCOTUS ruling 6-3, essentially saying the Biden administration cannot yet end the remain in Mexico. Okay, so a lower court said the Biden administration can't end remain in Mexico, a lower federal court, because it it violates uh, the capricious and arbitrary administrative clause. And now they asked for something above that. Uh, they asked for the Supreme Court to come in and put a stay on that ruling. And the Supreme Court said uh, no. The Supreme Court said we do not think you're going to win on the merits here. So we're not going to intervene early, essentially. So that's where that is. All right. That's the show for today, team. Uh, Please uh, do pass the buck. Tell somebody about the Bucks Action Show podcast. As you know, we run through the news fast here. Great for your commute. Great for your afternoon lunch break to listen in and check it out. Uh, pass the buck. Get people to listen on the iHeart app, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Back with you tomorrow. Shields high.